before that in the story, he's like, I held my breath and just thought, I'm going to hold my breath so long that until I get enlightened. And he holds his breath and his whole body's on fire. And like, and then he just gives up and is like, wait a minute, I have another choice. I've always had another choice. I already know how to do this, you know, because I'm, I'm not this adult figure that takes things way too seriously. You know, that's not who I am. Like, this is just, it's just a made up thing, you know? Um, I don't know if it's helpful, but it's a, it's a, it's a nice story to read anyways, uh, to see this like struggle and striving and, uh, yeah. Like how mm -hmm. he was at his like breaking point, like he drew breaking his best conclusions. Yeah. And it happened after right what you're describing right now in the sense that he was doing the super extreme self-flagellation of starving himself to the brim, um, where he almost dies, um, cause he, um, I think that the mindset then is um, that if you starve yourself enough, you'll pay for your sins in the past. You'll suddenly be happy. And that's that's what we're doing when we're saying we should be doing these things. We should be doing this because we should be doing it so we can get a future result. Right. I should be starving myself so then I can become enlightened or become happy or whatever it is. Um, but what Joe's describing is the, he had the realization that, no, it's not a means to an end. It's just an end in itself. There's no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. That's that's always a good one that I like. Hmm. That if you want your future to look like happy and you want to look back on your life and be like, wow, I lived a really happy, satisfied life, then just be happy right now. That's the only way that it's going to happen. You know? <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to look back and be like, holy shit, I was sitting there like miserable on this call for no reason. You that's know? cool. That's a cool way to think of it. Like, if you were about to die, like, you probably wouldn't care about much other than just, like, enjoying the time you had. So, like, maybe, like, think, like, how, if you're, like, on your deathbed, you know, you, you probably just, you probably just, like, leave peacefully. Enjoy your last And this, I mean, this, just speaking from experience, this is, like, kind of, I've heard this a lot from practitioners, and it's sometimes literally right on, like, it gets to that point sometimes for some people that it's on the deathbed. For me, it was, like, I had suicidal thoughts for so many years, and there was a moment where I was, like, all right, I'm just gonna fucking do this. I'm committing suicide. But, like, right before that, that's when it sort of clicked for me, is I was, like, holy shit. Like, this is so silly. This is all, this is so ridiculous because like, I could just be happy instead, you know? And it gets to that point for some people, you know, that like, this is not like a unique story. A lot of people have this story where it's like, it didn't click in my head. Uh, and, but it's not like a click and then it's there forever. It's like, unless I remember and put it into practice, no matter what experience you've had, it doesn't matter, you know? like. It's just, it just really doesn't, you know, because like the first step is just remembering that we're in the here now and that there's no past and there's no future, you know, yeah. like, yeah. And I know you've heard it. I, I, I know I'm just repeating shit, but, you know, yeah. it's, worth, it's worth repeating because like we're all repeating it to ourselves over and over again, you know. Yeah. yeah what's up, Robert? Um, Joe, this might be a bit personal, but after you had the um the experience where you just you like you you, you just you, 
you stopped being suicidal and you were like if i if i want to die like i can just be happy did you ever like have suicidal thoughts again after that or was it just like no i haven't i haven't had any since then no that's cool man that's cool yeah yeah wow that's really cool yeah, yeah i just just curious I mean, I still get, like, really depressed. I, like, I get depressed yeah. and sad and stuff, but I see the ridiculousness of it a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah. You know? Hey, Abby and I are going to get going. We're okay. Gonna eat lunch. All right. But, uh, All right. Talk. It's good nice. seeing you again. Yeah. Good seeing you, Alex. Smile. Have to see buddy. Right. Bye. Bye smiling. Yeah, remember to smile. <laughs> no, I, I mean, like... There's some momentum to it where, like, I mean, I, I, I was suicidal for so long that, like, there's a momentum to our thought patterns and our thought formations, right? And so, like, it's like this thought naturally leads to this, but, like, there's just, there's no momentum to it. And it's so quick that I can see how ridiculous of a thought it is. Uh, not uh, not ridiculous. Damara doesn't like when I say the word ridiculous. He says I should say hilarious. And it is kind of a hilarious thought, right? Where it's like, wait a minute, you're, like, you're going to end, like your only experience of reality right now is there nothing else that you can change you yeah, know is there yeah. is there nothing else you can possibly think of because that was kind of the realization <laughs> that i had where i was like okay even like no matter how shitty stuff is because like at the time i can just describe what was going on like i had uh so many like baby pigs running around uh, my wife at the time was like a complete mental wreck uh she was like on retreats uh i had like my farm just felt like it was collapsing. Everything I built my identity on felt like it was collapsing all at the same time. Uh, and then all of a sudden it dawned on me, wait a minute, I can fix this. Like I can just like, I can change this. I can sell the stupid pigs. I can sell all the animals. I can sell this whole farm. I can do something else, you know? And it's like, this is kind of what I was getting at with the Korea story where like, no matter how much you feel like you're stuck in a situation, you always have the power to change, you know? This is, like, the first, like, knowledge of a, uh, like, yes. sotapan or whatever is, like, no matter how stuck I am, I can get myself out of this situation, you know? Like, just change something, anything, you know? Like, when you're in that situation, if you do have, like, thoughts like that ever, just realize I can literally do anything else. I can run... I can run around naked in the street because if I get arrested, who cares? I was going to die. You yeah, know? Yeah, if like, you're going to die, like, anything's game. It just that. doesn't matter. It's, it's, yeah, it's so hilarious. And I think sometimes, like, there's such a seriousness talking about suicide. And I think it could have been helpful for me, actually, when talking to therapists and things like this. Because I talked to so many people for so many years. For somebody to just, like, point out, like, this is it's a really funny choice, you know, it's a, it's a really like silly thing to do in reality, you know, and nobody really pointed that out to me uh, because there's such a seriousness, a graveness, like, Oh shit, I hope you don't actually do that. And it's like, okay, you would, you would already have done it, right? You're not, you're talking right now. So it's, it's not a reality, you know, it's a theoretical thing right now. Um, but yeah. Damarado, though, of course, like when I had mentioned it one time to him, that was his reaction as he was like, what a hilarious idea. That's really funny. You know, uh -huh. and like, yeah, it's he yeah. talks about um, the strategy for therapists. If, if a client does do that, to be like, OK, let's do it right here's now. The gun. Yeah, here's the gun. <laughs> he was like, if I was a therapist, I'd have a gun in the room and be like, all right, I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it just shakes us up out of our shit, right? To realize like, wow, I'm taking this all way too seriously. You know, like, and it can be too serious with the Dhamma too, which is like where Alex is at, I think, where he's like, it's just, it's just so serious and I got to study this and I really got to like figure this out and figure out what the practice is. And like, and yeah, the harder you try it, that it actually it's kind of, for me, it feels like the more I get away from actual any semblance of practice. But. Yes, agreed. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of strange. It's like it's like the harder you try, like the the more you struggle, like the worse, like the the quicker the sick the like quicksand like sinks you. When you're what we're practicing is exactly not trying hard, only trying enough, and especially in the West, we have the habit of trying way too hard, um, and the. We only need to do just enough to change the thoughts from unwholesome to wholesome right now. That's that's really all there is to do. That's the that's the only effort. Do you think I think this was something that Alex might have hinted at but not known how to express, which is the concern that if, if we just change the thoughts to wholesome, but we don't then do like vipassana, that it won't lead to permanent like awakening shifts where you have like it's like no more effort to think wholesome thoughts and you're just that way forever because i think that's what he was sort of like hinting at when he was like i guess he wanted i think so i think i think that he's practiced a lot in like in the wrong way and it has a lot of momentum right now and that's what's going on for him as my like to not be too judgmental of a fellow friend and fellow practitioner but that would be my assessment based on what it was like for myself um, I was like when, that when I first started doing this method. I was like, uh, shouldn't I be, shouldn't I be bullying myself in order to sit down to meditate? Right. Because it was like, um, I'm not sure of her name, but Doug's um, friend that he was with was like, you know, she had to like make herself feel really like um, bad just to motivate herself to do yoga and healthy habits. So I had a lot of that momentum. I still do. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think we, we all have that. And what you have to remember is that like, okay, th- this really opened something for me is, uh, you know, the tradition and the way that it's taught by a lot of these like Eastern teachers, and this is sort of the drawback of learning from Eastern teachers. Think of the society that they're coming from, right? Is like when you go and visit somebody in like Southeast Asia, uh, generally they don't, have like a lot to do and they're really good at sitting and not doing very much like that's just the reality of a lot of their lives uh and i mean as a farmer like i mean i like this is just how it is you know and somebody described it where they were like i was on a retreat and i saw one guy he went out with a saw and he started sawing down a tree and he didn't get done by the end of the day and he went out and he saw it again the next day And this went on for my entire retreat that this guy, the only thing he did for like two weeks was he sawed down one tree and otherwise he just sat on the porch. Now think of how different that is compared to our lifestyle where we're going from place to place, constant simulation and constantly beating ourselves up like, you know, and so we have to have like a different way of working with ourselves. And so what can get a little bit weird is when you have sort of like Guenka who's from, you know, this culture, and it's kind of like, hey, guys, you can't just sit there, you got to do something else, you know, to 
us in the West who it's like, hey, actually, you can just sit there just so you know, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's that's yeah. a really good analogy of the guy. Yes. Like, all he did for like two weeks was just cut a tree down. It's like he just had one task and he did it when he wanted to do it. And when it didn't feel natural, he just sat. What a more relaxing way to live than probably what most of us are used to. Yeah. But we can choose differently too, right? Because like even in the West that like you can choose your own lifestyle and, you know, have some sort of balance here with that. And that's why you're on this call right now, right? Is because, you know, exactly. ostensibly you're trying to, we're all trying to like relax with friends yeah. and stuff, you know, and have people point out stuff and yeah. enjoy each other's company. Yeah. I've had a good day today compared to before. Cool. It's one of my one of my up days where the practice is working and I'm not where Alex is today, which would have been yesterday when it wasn't working at all until I, I think... started getting some support from um, Jeff and Keyshawn and I think Parker as well. This is um, where sometimes I think Alex, um, some of the thoughts relate to what you're talking about is we have these kind of, in one way, in a very real way, they're delusional in the sense of we're taking the past or the future and we're summarizing it. Like the thoughts you were talking about Alex having is, okay, I'm happy right now. The thought that arises, is this going to last forever? Yeah. Um, and that ref reflection is delusional. There is no forever. There is no future. Um, and it's a sticky, it's a tricky thought, but that's just another unwholesome thought. <laughs> that once we're feeling good, the thought arises, um, is this going to be this way forever? <laughs> there is no forever. That's another unwholesome thought. We can like, relax and be happy like, right now. Like what, I think I spoke about this. I don't remember if it was recorded. It might have been. But it's like when we're suffering, we're clinging to the good times. And then we're in the good times. We're clinging to the good times lasting. And so there's always like some, you're never like really just like letting yourself relax completely as like deeply as you could i mean you can still relax i guess oh you're muted yeah oh sorry uh, uh, go ahead i was gonna say until you get to the point where you realize that you can make up your own story so you can decide to focus on whatever in the past you want to focus on if you want to because it's all occurring in the present yeah. you know and so you get to rewrite your own story power. you get it's to rewrite power. you you don't have to compare anymore this is what Parker was getting at, where he's like, just, it's really unwholesome to be like, this was a good day, this was a bad day. You can just stop doing that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you just don't it's have so to do it anymore. It's so scary to do that, though, because then, because then, like, of course, like, the worries stop. come up. But then, what if I have a bad day, if I don't remember how the good there day is no was bad day. Bad but day, there is no bad day. But there is no bad day. What if I have day. a bad day is the unwholesome thought, because there is no yeah. bad day. Yeah, because it's you know? just the moment. It's Right. It's so funny. It's and a like, day is a very silly concept, I've come to realize, that the sun rises, it falls, and um, we need to rest in between, so we sleep a little bit. But why is, that, why is that lying down and going unconscious for a little bit, why is that so important to have this concept in our mind of, um, oh, the sun was risen this time and fallen this time, and um, during the sun's arisal now, um, I was happy, but last sun arisal, I wasn't. Like... <laughs> It's just one moment. It's a, it's a very ridiculous concept that yeah. we all... Uh, 
get in. And I think it's partly because um, the the strong work culture, and that's how um, that's how work hours are scheduled, and um, yeah, everything's the idea of needing eight hours of sleep every night, um, and going for the nine to five job, and that's kind of how the ordinary life is scheduled. So if we can um, get out of that and realize that that's all just concepts, and all we really have is right here, right now, it is freeing. It's, it's really helpful for me to like disconnect from like computers and clocks for a little while, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I just I personally I found it like to be helpful to have like some period where it's just because because you really see the like that it is a little bit hilarious, this whole system that we've set up for ourselves, you know, and the the weekend culture, you know, like. For me, I, I like I act the same on every single day. You know, like that's that like if there is a day that's made up, there, there's just no difference. You know, so it's really funny for me when I like see somebody and they on Saturday they're really relaxed and they're like, oh yeah, you know, and then you see them on Monday and they have like a totally different personality because like like wow, you know, you're totally making that up because we could switch that Monday with Saturday and like have an agreement like socially that we do that and you could just act like it's Saturday every single day, you know, and... Yeah. Or like when, when I don't know if you guys remember when you were in school, you had that feeling on Friday before the weekend. It's like that Friday feeling. It feels yeah. great. Maybe you know, go out that night. Yeah. You can have that so we're Friday. teaching ourselves to just have that feeling all the time, you know, whenever we remember and wake up to it. Yeah. So yeah. Every day is a holiday. Every moment is a holiday for yeah. that matter. In this like in this fear that you have of like that I'm not doing enough like looking or enough vipassana or something like like honestly don't worry about it because like obviously Damarado has read like so much of the suttas and there's there's enough like wisdom and vipassana focused things within the suttas really that think... it comes through in his teachings it's just some stupid sort of like western mentality yeah. thing that we have yeah, i really feel like, like like daniel ingram like it's he did such a disservice to so many people with that book like mastering the core teachings because he literally says like the only way to like achieve like lasting like enlightenment is like you have to do vipassana well, like, it's he pretty mixed. much says it like straight up. He's like, but he says you can't get it. It's, he it's says mixed it's... in a sense. I I could say the same thing. Um, I found the Dhamma through the mind illuminated and didn't have the perfect practice instructions. Um, but on the other hand, it was a very well marketed book that reached a whole lot of people, and yeah. I wouldn't have found the practice otherwise. Um, yeah, and yeah. we can be really grateful because of that. Because. Um, it was it was a it was a precondition to this con yeah. what's happening right now. And I don't mean uh, like the whole. I just meant that line because that that yeah. line is really because that was like the 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 book that like got me into like. But what about stuff? And so that so that's really where that all my questions he, from that one line. He's, but he's <laughs> but he's also that. constantly reminding us to not be anxious practitioners. He's giving a lot of like advice for different like uh, teachers that are a little bit softer and focus on meta and focus yeah. more on samatha and he he says it a lot i think it's because like i'm not say, sure make yourself suffer to do vipassana he just says do vipassana i think but i think what you have to understand is his context for this like i don't know how many people you've met in the like dhamma like world but there are a lot of people who are sort of stuck and i can see how his book 
could possibly push you out of the spot that they're stuck in. Um, right. And so it's written for a specific type of person. And unfortunately it's been picked up by people like yourself that, uh, they, they don't have a massive, like Samatha background and like, yeah, that, it's just, it's not who the target audience is basically the target audience yeah. is somebody who's like been practicing a really long time. And like, I just, I, I, I one of my Vipassana friends, it's, it's, she's a really nice lady um, but when I discussed like meditation with her and stuff, like basically for the last like five years, she's like, well, I get some like nice, light, tingly feelings on my face sometimes. But but on the surface, besides that, like everything is like totally average with her. Like if we ta started talking to her the way that we were talking right now, she would be totally lost, you know, because it, it just there, there just hasn't been much that's sunk in for her. So, like, she might benefit from reading his book. Unfortunately, she's never going to pick it up, you know, but, like, that's who it's written for, right? And so you can't, like, write off the whole thing because it, it has led people astray um, to the other end of the spectrum. And we see this so much with young people in their 20s on, like, you know, this is this is just a, a normal thing nowadays, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's but, like it's like, and you see that Domerado talking with Daniel Ingram. They, I mean, they they do get along, you know. What were you gonna say? Um, I was just agreeing with you about the twenty-year-old thing, but yeah, no, I've seen that conversation. It's like the it's like two two Dama lions. I think was something me and Brandon said because we we watched one of them together. It was good. Yeah, yeah, one way to understand Vipassana in terms of the language Damrado uses is the investigative quality. Um, the the right view, that the right noble view is investigating every moment like it's a new moment and not clinging to old definitions. And um, I think that's the real... Um, what people can do is um, not quite investigate really how things are. Um, like they can sit on the I'm, cushion. I'm always but confused not... about what is meant by investigation. Like investigation, is it, like, is it you're so contrasting two things like very? Quickly? One analogy. Um, no, that doesn't make any sense. So like, um, I guess there's the analogy that was used of the security camera, right? Um, or even a video camera. You can have a camera that's just a photo, and this is kind of what we're doing. How most people live their lives is they'll have a concept that they develop when they're really young and they'll live by that concept their entire life um, without actually thinking, applying that concept to see if it really still is applicable, right? Um, so there are certain rites, rules, and rituals or things people think they should do that they end up doing their entire life that are completely inadequate for their situation, um, like feeling bad when you don't have to and you can just feel good now. Um, so, that, so that's the picture and that's the ordinary right view that a lot of people have but then um i guess a picture or a security camera works imagine a security camera that's that doesn't move at all and it's just still the whole time compared to a security camera that's looking around the room um and panning around and investigating everywhere um it's the active quality and not a lot of times we just have a way of things, how things should be and following it because it should be that, um, but actively questioning those, should it be this way? Um, do I really need to be feeling bad right now? Um, that's the active quality of it. 
Um, I guess you talk about comparing something, maybe something worthy of comparing to um, is just Duke Duke and Rhoda. And if, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, the thing is, like, Damaris's practice is so stupidly simple and it's such common sense once you sort of <laughs> get the hang of it. But it, it, I, I don't know, maybe I'm... It's simple, but it's com- it's complex at the same time, right? I mean, like... It's simple in the sense that all we have to do is we have dirty laundry. All we have to do is put it in the washer and clean the laundry. But yeah, everyone yeah. else is like, where do, where's the washer? How do I fold the laundry before I put it in? Like, what kind of laundry do I use? You don't need to know that stuff. All you need to know is to put it in the washer. And, like, the first time I asked that question, like, every time I, like... Because uh, I've asked that Dam- of Damarato, I think, probably in, like, a second call or something. And I was like, what about Vipassana? And he said the same thing that you did, which is that's a thought of the future. And that's and like I, sometimes I get a bit irked because I feel like my question's not really being addressed. But I like how you sort of went into detail about like how, how important right view is for doing investigation. Because I was I, I've, I've asked people before about investigation. I think it trips me up. Well, I mean, you can investigate the body, though. I mean, like, he always is, like, instructing us to see what's going on with our body. Play around with our body. Yeah, so you you are, like, watching sensations. You are are being mindful of the movement. In order to remove the dicky, you have to be mindful. So you can note note your in-breath, and it takes, like, one mind moment. Uh, And if you're having, like, a normal pace of breathing... It'd be like five seconds or so. If it's if you're meditating, I think Damarado he says eight seconds uh, until you have to note the out breath, right? So you have two mind moments within sixteen seconds. What are you gonna do with those other mind moments, right? Like you like you you have to you have to do something, right? So change like noticing unwholesome thoughts and changing them to wholesome. Like that's. Yeah. That's one yeah. thing to do, right? The, what if what if I already have, have what if I already have wholesome thoughts? To be investigation, does the mind uh-huh. have to be like? Um, sorry, I was just asking. Does for it to be investigation, does the mind have to be moving, or can it be just still? Does it have to be moving and looking at a new? Nothing is now? still. I mean, everything is always changing. The investigation is when um, you could say the mind is fit for work, and the, there is still like. That's what's meant by applied and sustained thought. Once this thought is sustained, um, we can start investigating. Um, we can sustain our intention or attention, say, on this conversation for a while because that thought's sustained. Um, and when we can continue, continue that, that pattern without getting sidetracked by something else, the ordinary mind um, doesn't, sustain, doesn't sustain thought well. That's, um, so the first, the first practice um, is... Uh, applied thought, which is first getting into that wholesome state, um, uh, first John or whatever you want to call it. Um, that's the first practice, getting into that place over and over again. And then once the mind is fit for work, um, then you can start uh, sustaining that thought and investigating the things um, that are worth investigating. Um, and yes, there it's worthwhile investigating. Um, that's uh as long as it's not unwholesome as long as you aren't like beating yourself up about it and like oh my god i gotta be investigating more you know exactly or like what's the right thing to investigate that's my my usual unwholesome thought that i have do i actually investigate yeah so my usual unwholesome one is like i got this like massive list in the back of my head of like all the different like vipassana subjects you can have like 
birth and death or like uh the body or you know just there's a like yeah any there's tons of them back there and so my mind will then be like okay do this one okay then do that it's like really unwholesome right because you're Um, like yeah you're like beating yourself up to like try to jump around to all these different things when you're investigating one of those words do you just think about it and then you just also like wonder what it is or do just you do like it. compare it to its opposite like, just do it for yourself you know it like because i think the best way to do it is like you just have to try it out and see like and you get like little pointers and tips and things like that but like you know i think you've had enough like kind of like tips and pointers and stuff of like yeah what i've, I've I'm probably doing. read too many books at this point and they've become problematic i've been told that by a lot of people because i've because i've read the mind illuminated and then daniel england's book and all these other books and it's all it's i got i got too much too much information information it's not too much it's not too much though i mean it's it's pretty wholesome information that you got right compared to um, overall the the idea is that in the information isn't what's intrinsically valuable right we can have all the concepts we want if we don't apply those concepts to reality um that's where someone can get lost um in the sense of reading more books and reading more books and not actually um using the information gained from the books yeah, yeah, that's the thing with me. I, I, I ended up getting more confused. I, I told Joe about this yesterday, where for the last like 1.5, maybe it's not two years, about a, a 1.5 years of meditating, um, was that was when I discovered the jhanas, thanks to Daniel Ingram's book, and like the whole time I thought I was getting into these jhanas, I realized it was actually. Um, with with what you guys said when I asked you how do you define this jhana the other day I think the day before yesterday I realized like all those jhanas that I've been getting into was just like different sort of access concentration variants before even the first jhana and it was so discouraging because I thought like my it's okay it's okay it's just words they're just words yeah they're just they're just words it's it's okay you know like get get to the point where you're happy enough where whatever the first john is that people are talking about you don't care whatever right. the whatever number yeah. it is or whatever this enlightenment thing they're selling you yeah. this is good enough i don't want any of that i think that's kind of like one of the last books i read because i've stopped reading books for a couple for a while to like focus on just doing damarato's method and that's the only practice i do now one of them was zen mind beginner's mind and I really like that because a lot of times, like, I would think, well, I must be getting these, like, highfalutin altered states of consciousness <laughs> when I really wasn't. And I and I think, oh, I'm up, like, here, like, I should already understand all this. And I'd have, like, all the conceit and the, like, prideful spiritual ego surrounding it. And then, like, now that I've sort of just sort of, especially doing Damarata's practice and, like, realizing that, wow, I was actually very very unhappy i still am very unhappy most of my day if i wasn't consciously doing this very very sort of simple basic instruction i would be uh, miserable and that's not that's not spiritual at all so well i, I, I kind of realized like wow i really like don't know how to practice at all like i don't even know what i'm doing when i'm being mindful but you just well. but you just remember <laughs> but you just remember and like and it comes back to you right and like sometimes you just have to trust that like you know, you do know what to do because I like, I have these thoughts sometimes that like, holy shit, I like, I've never practiced and I don't know what, 
I'm doing. Like that thought occurs, and That's then you just recognize that you recognize that as an unwholesome thought, and you laugh at it. You know, and you're, yeah, yeah. And as or soon as you remember, it, it can be wholesome as well, though, because it can be sort of like humbling in a in a pleasant way, I guess. Like yeah, if if you can find yeah, I see what you mean there. Yeah, yeah that it, that it could be pleasant, but I yeah. think what Parker's saying is really important. Of like, if you're in such a good state of that, like. You don't care if somebody criticizes what state you're in and they're like, because like, you know, you might meet somebody and they're like, oh, you, you haven't ever gotten first jada. You, you, you haven't gotten this. But if you're in such a good state that it just doesn't matter and it just doesn't affect you, then who, like, who cares, right? Who yeah, cares about all yeah. these it's labels? Like, and It's like, like, who's the winner? Doesn't matter. You're the winner in every situation because you're, because, well, not every situation, but in that, but in any situation, in that, you're just happy. In right? that moment, you are. In so that moment, you're satisfaction. You're, you've got it, you know? And to you're going like, like, to forget again, but that's why we have Sati to bring us back and keep remembering and just keep doing it over and over and over again, you know? And, like, you know, I, I, I don't think you should beat yourself up for, like, reading too much because, like, if your mind has some momentum with that and it's really into reading, just read the suttas, you know? Because, like, all of a sudden you're going to, like, you're going to stop saying, oh, this is Damarado's method, and you're going to be like, oh, shit, this is the Buddha's method, you know? Because, like... Everything that he says, it comes out of the suttas, you know, like it's so like he is so on it, like with all of his teachings that like I, I almost can't believe it because I've been talking to him for a while now. And like, like he'll spit off a sutta and it's always like relevant to exactly what he's I have, saying. I have been moment. reading actually. I've been reading the um, Buddha Dasa books by recommendation of him. I asked yes. Amarato what, what suttas to start yeah. with and he said Buddha Dasa. Would yeah. place to start is he teaching me how to read suttas yeah so that i have actually been reading i guess but yeah. it's just it's all focused on sort of one one method i suppose as opposed, as opposed to just trying to figure something out by triangulating it from every source i could possibly find and i think what and... joe's getting at is we when there's a habit of doing something like i should read we sometimes respond to that um with the sense that uh, i shouldn't read and i don't want to read anymore and um, yeah, what yeah. we're talking about the noble view. The noble view is I'll read when it's worth reading. I don't need to set a rule for myself to tell me when I should or shouldn't read. I can just read whenever it fits. It's like it's like not having homework. Like exactly. You don't homework. Yeah, we don't have any yeah. homework anymore. Yeah, <laughs> what a freeing way to way to live and think. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's crazy how one of the craziest observations with doing it over the last two months or two and a half is how quickly I can get really good momentum and feel like I'm on top of the world and then how quickly I can forget how to practice and go to misery city. <laughs> just how quickly I can go from those it gets it's, it's yeah yeah I remember there was one week where I was just like I think me and Kishon were talking about the parable of the mustard seed and I was like call me the mustard farmer because like I've got these seeds everywhere and I'd just been like amazing for like the whole week and I crashed down just like just like happens to Alex and stuff and and I got super miserable and only only yesterday and a little bit today by just getting that constant consistent focusing on the breath just un absolutely unremitting just refusal to not be happy it's like, it's like I've been able to come back to being relaxed again and i can and already feel like it's some moments in the day it's like it's like the pity gets so strong it's like i'm like coming or something you know it's like oh my god this is crazy and and i can and, and i'll have like some fantasies about like 
some successful future for myself because it's like well if i feel good this way now and if i keep doing it maybe i'll feel this good forever and then i'll be ultra happy and successful and all my dreams come true and i'll notice that oh that's unwholesome <laughs> my dreams have already came true everything's yes. okay yes. right now yeah. yes it's all right now all back to right now yeah it's it's so it's so yeah it's so complete man it's and just don't just don't beat yourself so up when you fall when you fall off the horse right it's like I think, I think my approach to it is going to be like i'm going to do this practice for like a good like i think i'll definitely give it like a good six months just because i'm someone who likes to don't do six months have, just do it right now yeah yeah and then maybe after then like if, if i hopefully have more stable mental health and i'm not going down into these depressed lows then i might maybe like see if like some of the other methods can like help me to get like a permanent awakening from it as well there's, there's never an, to, like work there's to, never going to be anything well, that's work, permanent it's, 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 it's always right now it's always right now and there's nothing permanent it's just Domrado has the analogy of um people have the miscon misconception of um awakening or enlightening being like this like i'm always enlightened and it never never stops but really um it's just sati 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 and eventually it gets so quick um where the sati is unremitting as they call it you're never going to find anything but, permanent um, some people like i've met have said that they've had like shifts in their perception that they don't have to do any expend any sort of effort or thought and it never goes back to how it was before like frank yang for example like he's like he claims to be an arhant and he says like nothing he can do can change his arhantship attainment it's just it's the same way as um why you brush your teeth anymore every morning or whatever habit you have it just becomes a habit so as we develop habits they become less effort effortful um but that doesn't mean there is no habit anymore it's still the habit comes up and when something unwholesome comes up people still have unwholesome thoughts it's just so quick that it feels effortless yeah. it's, it's spring loaded is the word that's, domrado sometimes yeah. uses the sati the sati starts doing itself yeah. like and i've i've noticed that for sure you know and we've discussed this a little bit you know of like 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 it goes from being a struggle to sit to then like it just seems like it just goes on its own sometimes you know and like i can i can see how the potential for that would potentially be described by somebody as like not having to put any effort in because the momentum of it carries you forward and the unremitting sati leads to the unremitting you know etc on on down the list you know um but yeah i think i think projecting and like planning planning our enlightenment that can be a real like uh pitfall sort of thing the the sort of like six month plan thing I, i've been down that road of like being like, like i'll do i'll do this <laughs> technique for six months and then i'll be really good at it and i'll be happy really really a lot more easily and then i can start doing the more advanced complicated have you, have you ever heard the song quesara sara whatever will be will be um that that really uh that's really powerful if you can rec recognize that you really don't have to con go and control the future and you can't really do that anyway whatever whatever yeah, will be it's will true. be all of my plans Sarah, Sarah. have come not true it's always changing <laughs> always some, some new information so, there's, there's no point of planning for the most part it, most of the planning is very un um, unnecessary i completely agree it's 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 strangely addictive despite being such a laborious chore 
So then have the practice be whenever you're thinking about, oh, I'm going to be doing this for six months. I'm going to be doing this for right now. Switch, recognize that thought of of, is unwholesome. Um, That there is no such thing as six months. Um, all, All there is is right now. That's great. Well, thank you guys. And I will say this, I promise this is the last time I ever I ever talk about permanent awakening. I think your answer has satisfied my <laughs> that, that promise is, that I promise like, is I'm not going to be doing that, this like, in the future. The yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, like yeah. <laughs> you know, we like we all oh, yeah, need no like future, doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, and we exactly. like we all need clarification on things, right? Like just not being afraid to ask the questions, right? Like that for me, sometimes yeah. that can be kind of like, like I'm like, oh shit, I have like this image like amongst you guys. Like I'm kind of like embarrassed to ask this question or like sometimes I'll find myself where I'm yeah, like, oh shit. Like, that was me because I was like, I'm I'm like the mustard farmer. I'm so good at this technique. I figured it out. I'm giving the advice now. I'm schooling all of you guys. And then like a day later, like, something comes up in in your life some big like event for me it was some stuff from my past like starting to see like some sort of we I, I don't know just like weird traumatic things i didn't know were traumatic i'm still not entirely sure of it but like some something comes up and it knocks you off and it's like this practice is bs and i started doing other practices because i was like well it's it's i have to keep doing it it's not good enough i have to keep doing it every moment it's i want something that is done but yeah that's what, does, song, that's what song goes for is like yes. like just reminding us when we don't have it like within us you know and reaching and out to other a, friends and it's stuff it's amazing to see how much despite how self-righteous i was just yesterday morning how much happier i am today having talked to you guys and having got the advice and everything and <laughs> how, like, how much happier I'm, you are right now yeah how much happier i am now in this moment than than then yeah, but you're still comparing. You're still comparing though, because it's still an idea. It's still an idea because there was some moment when you woke up and you weren't aware, and like you could have even had a really pleasant moment, right? Like at that moment of waking, you don't really know, you know, because uh, all that all that you're aware of is like here, and so like this comparison, this part of us that compares experience, you know, you just have to keep looking at that and like where is that coming from? Like this sort of like. I was happier here than now. I'm happier in the future than now. And yeah, I don't know. It can be helpful, maybe. It's been helpful yes. for me. So keep, yeah. keep on guard for those thoughts. Out. I always, I, 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 it's the small, like, kind of subtly unwholesome thoughts that I miss, like, comparing it is. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. Like, the, the, the idea of promising someone something, like, that is very future based. Uh, and it is a rule. I'm not going to do this rule, so you'll be happy. <laughs> we don't need rules here. That, um, the noble right view would be to to think um, we don't we don't need to promise we can just have trust have confidence that every moment the sati will be there and we don't need to set some rule for ourselves that we need to follow in the future because we'll be investigating then too and I think and this and again and again and again we're continuously investigating it's crazy my mind but I, but I really like sometimes resist these ideas but I know it's just common sense like. <laughs> What I really like about this sangha is that there's there's like there's no pressure on like having to give back either, right? It's like there's just a momentum to it and like it comes from Damarado just like giving and there's not this sort of like internal like, oh my god, I got some advice from Parker. Now I have to like 
pay him back somehow or something like that. It's such a like it's such a wonderful momentum to just be like, hey, we're just building on each other and building and building on something that happened 2,500 years ago, you know, and it's just continuing flowing like it always has, like it always will. That's such a great way to think of it. Yeah, I think of it that way, too, sometimes. Sometimes I think of it as like. I'm I'm not going to say that, but uh, that was (laughs) the the other day. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, what do you think? I don't. I'm I'm curious. What 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 were you? Oh, I I was. Because it's 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 within the as long as it's within the present moment, as long as you're aware, you know, of your thought. It's not like you have to like stop thinking about the past, right? It's like yeah, it was kind of like just awareness that it occurs. It's not that bad, but it's sort of like like neediness. Like I felt like quite guilty and ashamed for always like like because I found a lot of the things like because I my practice was really hectic to be honest like and it still is like really really high highs and low lows um kind of kind of like Alex's to be honest but I think his lows are more predominant than his highs versus I think I'm high more of the time than low but um I think you're starting to I think you're starting to get quicker and quicker wiser to realize what actually happens with those lows um, like you're saying, the thoughts that can get you um, into unwholesome are are trickier now. They're not as gross as you they once were. Um, and when you start when you start noticing those thoughts that are uh, less gross and the thoughts that are like the say like promising something someone in the future or whatever, then then you can realize those are unwholesome and then the, um, more and more wholesome there. Um, so the the mind. The, the tendencies are unwholesome. That is the conditioning. Um, and the conditioning will continue going and it'll get trickier and trickier. And those are the ones that will last the longest, the ones that we don't necessarily realize are unwholesome. Um, but uh, as the wisdom, as the right view gets um, more skilled, we can throw those thoughts out too. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I think I'll re-listen to this one. You have a way with words. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, we weren't like, recording it, were it's we? It's like conceit. Conceit's a big one. Conceit's yeah, Robert recorded it. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kept it going. Conceit's like, because it just, it's like conceit and anger. Those are, ill will and conceit. Those are the thoughts with those sort of flavors are very, very tricksy. Yeah. Yes. Um, people tend to have their favorite, um, favorite tendency that they, uh, that, that runs deep. Yeah. you could say and that, i think that for me it might fall, be follow it all the way down because restlessness is is so deep i haven't even started to notice the uh the unwholesome qualities of it and the dukkha in it yet which at least i'm starting to do the ill will and conceit yeah some of it's your your age too maybe because mm. like i don't know you're a little bit younger and like just naturally i don't know yeah could just be a natural process yeah What's what's the one for you, Parker, that you notice the most? You're always so freaking stable whenever I see you. I want to know what you struggle with. <laughs> uh, the um, similar to what Robert is talking about, uh, there's been the restlessness and conceit. There was something um, where um, there gets to. The idea where um, we need to learn something, um, and I think that's an old habit of um, I need to be learning this, or so I can 
compare to other people in a way that's favorable to me. Um, of that conceit of, um, and that doesn't mean one shouldn't be learning um, at all. That curiosity can be a great thing, um, and it can be something that's driven by compassion for others instead of um, instead of wanting something so you can learn it for yourself. Um, there's once once things are okay, um, we don't really need to be doing anything, and that's the restlessness of the idea that I need to think that I think I need to be doing something, but there's really nothing to do. Um, and it's irrational and it's old, old programming of, um, thinking you need to do something, but there's nothing to do. The story Dom Rado gives is the restlessness of just like fidgeting and moving too much, but, um, I I do that even more. (laughs) Um, the person who lies down, the farmer who lies down and he feels like an anxiety in himself. And he's like, how do I solve this anxiety? Oh, I haven't fixed the fence yet. I'm going to go fix the fence. Um, and he has the delusion that the fence, him fixing the fence is curing that restlessness um, or fixing it somehow. But really, it's maybe he's just more paying attention to fix the fence. He's not paying attention to that restlessness anymore. And <laughs> when he li- lies down again, the restlessness is still there. It wasn't fixed. Um, it is really just that feeling and that tendency that we're working with and not the outside world. Yeah, I lived I lived my life like that. I mean, I was that farmer. That's how like, I live my life right now, man. <laughs> you know, like going from one task to the other. And like, I remember having this conversation at one time being like, I love being a farmer because I can always find something to do. And then I don't have to feel depressed because I'm just always busy. And like, that was literally my theory. My theory was like, if I'm just doing something all the time, then I won't feel depressed. And that's my solution to my depression. Yeah. You know, it's like... Oh my God! <laughs> look at look at how much money I'll make too. You know, <laughs> yeah. In the process of yeah, it is that. That's the that's a great point. There's the restlessness, and then once we're holding on to something we're gonna do, we start holding on to that and justifying why we should be doing this thing. Oh, it makes me money. Oh, I'm gonna be smarter than other people than I do this. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but it, but if you can stop it at the point of restlessness. You don't need to do all that stuff to make you feel happy. You can just feel happy right now. It makes so much sense. (laughs) (laughs) For now. (laughs) Right now it does. Right now it does. And right now it does. For me, I think the one that I struggle with the most recently has been doubt of like just having to constantly reaffirm to myself like, Oh, it's it's okay. Like you like you're doing you're doing like a good job. Like you can be okay right now. There's some like doubt that still creeps up in my head of like there must be something else that I that's, that I should be doing. That's you know, with the, with the vipassana, I always have the doubt. Damarato's technique. <laughs> you're waiting won't for get the secret teaching because Daniel Ingram said so, and he's respectable and famous and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I've got to do a pass now. And then I'm asking all these questions and stressing myself out and making my moment worse. You're waiting for that yeah. like secret teaching. I remember yeah, being on right? my first like Vipassana yeah. retreat and like I had no idea what like the retreat was going to be about. So the first three days, he's sort of like building you up for this like super secret uh, like technique or whatever. And it turns out to be like a, a body scan. And I remember just being like, this is it. 
this is this this is what we've been building up for, like staring at our breath for like three days. Is like is like this this body scan. This is like the the master secret teaching or whatever. And like all the teachings, they are inherently pretty simple. You know, like it's it's just how it is. You know, is like but you have to actually like you have to actually do it right yes, and like do the minimal effort yeah. required and keep doing it and keep doing yeah. it. But it is really simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's we like um, to overcomplicate. I have though. a question um, for you, Parker, which is if I'm like having like sort of a fantasy about the immediate future, like after this call, I'll go eat um, a bowl of cornflakes. Like if I'm like really looking forward to it and it's filling me with lots of pitisuka to think about the cornflakes, is is that um, unwholesome? Well, it like you're saying look at how you feel when you think that thought. i feel really good i feel really good it's it's i feel like it's unwholesome when i start doubting if it's wholesome or not yeah and all yes it gets wholesome unwholesome when you're started to want those and cling to those and i need to have the cornflakes um but if there's just the thought of um cornflakes you can just let that be yeah and like, realize I'm not, that like it, I'm not it doesn't stuff, apply to this moment like I'm not gonna like end the call or like leave early to get the cornflakes it's like just something oh that's nice like, there's the the wholesome thought that sometimes damarado uh recommends is oh i don't need that right now or i don't need to think about that right now um and i think that's a helpful way for things like that when you're doing something and something else arises <laughs> we don't need to think about that right now you know it's funny when you said that like I, for a, for a moment it came back, but for a moment I forgot about the complex and I focused on the conversation, and I got a big sort of dopamine hit out of doing that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was a placebo because I thought it was the right thing to do. I don't know. I think these questions are a bit, maybe a bit, uh, a bit advanced for where I'm at right now. I think. So long no, as I can, take a breath. So long as it's, I'm not. Right. So long as I'm not. Wherever you are. Just, like, I was gonna I say like that. Yeah. Wherever you are, advanced or not, it's always the fundamental. Take a breath. Everything's okay right now. Change the thoughts from unwholesome to wholesome. Yeah, like whenever we find ourselves... uh, Even in sport, uh, there's the idea of... um, Players, when they're learning a new sport, will think um, that somehow they're too good for the fundamentals. They're too good to learn the very basics of the sport. Um, and they need to do these things that make them look cool or whatever. Um, yeah, but the, yeah. the like best, I cool the best athletes at the sport, the best athlete at the sport, all they do is practice the fundamentals. They don't need all that special stuff. And because they're practice, practicing the fundamentals so well, maybe that cool thing will happen every once in a while. But they're yeah. not actively trying to practice that cool thing because the fundamentals yeah. are what get you there. And it's just a happier way to live. Like when I'm thinking of the next, like, like, state that i'm gonna achieve or something or like that's a really crude way to put it but i mean like all the next like like i'm gonna realize this thing about this concept in dhamma and i'll have this deeper understanding that will be like the more of the insight version of it i guess um versus the shamata version of it but like even like thinking about that it's like it's it's so i i I can just like feel like how like I, I don't know conceitful it is as a thought like it just it's <laughs> it it's is. very similar feeling tone to the one unnecessary I get. restlessness yeah 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 it's like that's just suffering and living like that 
Well, there's the delusion that something is going to be better by you knowing that something. Yeah. Uh, but that's delusional. All, all that can change is right now, and you can um, make things wholesome right now, and that's all, all there really is. It's crazy. Do you want to know a really cool thing that I, really cool, like, philosophical contemplation that I came up with the other day was um, because, because, like, all like thoughts and reasons and stuff is like equally like untrue then any reason you have to be happy now is like equally like true and like spiritual and so just like enjoying the chair can like you can enjoy it i came up with that after the uh last u.s singer i think with damarato when i asked him about that that was kind of cool it's like that's wisdom yeah yes that really concepts are only beneficial in helping us interact with the world um that there will be the delusion delusional thought sometimes of oh learning this concept is somehow going to make me happier um, but the concepts are only really beneficial in the sense that it helps you deal with your direct reality that's really good advice and common that sense. sometimes there's the idea that learning for the sake of learning in itself um is beneficial um but if if we don't need to learn and we can be here right now, um, and if the learning spoils, we, can, we only the need app. to learn when it's beneficial. Because yeah. you're like worrying when you're doing it, you're restless when you're doing it because you think mm-hmm. you need something from the book and like, yeah, it's like yeah, man, it's crazy. It's like so complicated, but it's also so simple. Anyway, this thank you guys really for your time. Guys. I mean, feel yes, free to. We've awesome. been going for ages, so I, I won't. I won't keep you here any longer. Oh, I I enjoy. It. This is my social time, so let's. Yeah, it's great yeah. for me. I yeah. literally I don't talk to anybody like any other time during the week, so for oh, me it's great. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a far, I'm a farmer and I work for myself, you know. So like. I started doing yeah. that intentionally the other week, just because my my uh, way I was acting was getting out of hand, and I think. Yeah, I think. Ashram. Are you guys in like, the? Some of the stuff I sent in the Sanger even was like pretty bad, and I was like, I was like purposefully like staying at home and not going back to visit my boyfriend because we normally go like every week or something. I'd normally go to visit him because he lives um, like an hour away, and I was just like purposefully not because I I didn't want to like spoil the relationship by just saying something dumb because my emotions was just it was just all over the place. It was either too happy and I was just like, you know, I'm. I'm the superstar spiritual. I got the technique. I'm overconfident. Or it was way down. It doesn't work. You know, it's just like. And the, the right noble view then, the investigation would be that those are both concepts and those are both um, unimportant to what's really happening right now. That's the yeah. that's the investigation that yeah. you're curious about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This has been really great, guys. Yeah. Really good. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. Yeah. Wonderful conversation. All right. Have, have a wonderful moment. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Bye-bye.